in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. First thing you should do after work. I turn on the radio. Check in with Tom and Benny. Gotta know what's happening in my city. What's going on in my backyard. Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. I don't hear everywhere else. For the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. It let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Congratulations to Josh Hardison of Bath, North Carolina. He knew that uh, George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, Zachary Taylor, Millard Fillmore, Ab- Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Grover Cleveland, and Harry Truman, um, none of them attended or graduated from college now what's interesting about this is i think all of them except for maybe harry truman wasn't harry truman a teacher or something i think he was yeah but i think the rest of them well i mean he was a teacher didn't go to college but a a lot of these guys were uh, attorneys Mm -hmm. i mean abraham lincoln was an attorney well, and years ago, pe- people from wealth were self-educated at home, and sometimes they were educated, you know, <laughs> better than what we get educated oh, now. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, uh, oh yeah. Particularly people if they had anyone that's into ministry, because back in the you know two hundred years ago, ministers were educated. That sometimes the only educated people yes. really, and they yes. and they did a lot of teaching. So, President Biden's approval rating among Hispanic Americans has plummeted to twenty six percent. According to a new poll from Quinnipiac, Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic, including age and gender, according to the poll. Now, it's being interesting if Biden will now want to shut down the border. <laughs> yeah, we got to plug up them holes at the border. Yeah. <laughs> now, young Americans and white men also have not good numbers for Cousin Eddie. Young Americans, uh, Joe's approval is 27%. White men, 29%. But the lowest is Hispanics, 26%. Uh, That is really interesting. And again, Harry, okay, there Hmm. you go. One of our brilliant, we got the smartest listeners. Yeah, we have have some presidents that's been salesmen, but they hadn't been selling any shoes. They've been selling. But Harry Truman was, according to this listener, was a, a shoe salesman. Okay. There you go. So anyway, uh, Cousin Eddie's uh, numbers are are really, really, really going south. And, and I, I, I say that facetiously, but don't be surprised. I mean, I guarantee you, if these liberals were beginning to begin to be convinced that this is not good for their poll numbers, this is not good for their reelection chances, they'll be all over plugging up the border. Yeah, you know, it hadn't been so long ago when we had this conservative president named Barack Obama. They talked about uh, huh? talked about that we just can't, you know, let the border go uncontrolled. I mean, it's just it's funny how the Democrat Party has flipped overnight on this. Uh, another interesting poll out: a new Trafalgar uh, Trafalgar uh, poll taken May sixth through the eighth shows that 57, almost 58% of Americans believe abortion should be either illegal entirely or after a heartbeat is detected. Only 11.6% believe abortion should be legal at any point. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. So, again, I say that to say that while these Democrats seem to think they're on a winning cycle— of allowing our open borders at the South, 
And they're, listen, they're running hard. Right now they think that this abortion issue is going to be a, a big positive for them. Maybe not. But you notice the way they spin it. <clears throat> they don't really talk about abortion as much as they start talking about – they frame it in women's rights, women's reproductive rights, right. women's right. health. And right. things such as that. They, they spin yeah. it away oh, yeah. from just oh, yeah. the, the abortion issue. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that happens by accident. Mm-hmm. President Joe Biden has applauded Congress for passing a $40 billion spending package, an aid package to Ukraine. The uh, Senate today passed the legislation. And according to everything we've read, the, uh, President Biden will be signing this soon. I don't know if that means today or tomorrow, but soon. There were 11 Republican senators that voted against the $40 billion total package. Mitch McConnell was quoted as saying, I think we all agree that most the, the, the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. Well, Mitch, I don't think we all agree with that. I'm just going out on a limb here. James J. Carafano is a leading expert in national security and in foreign policy and uh, he is with the Heritage Foundation. Jim, welcome to News and Views. Good to have you with us. Hey, uh, it, you know, it's great to be with you. You know, I, I do think assisting Ukraine in its defense is important because it, for us, it's not about the Ukraine. I mean, for Russia, Ukraine is the first step in destabilizing Western Europe, which is exactly what the Chinese want. The Chinese want a Europe that is distracted and divided and destabilized and this to them is the, the beginning of a plan to isolate America and having a world without America. So contributing to the defense of Ukraine, I don't think is a problem. And honestly, I didn't think the 11 senators that voted against the bill, they don't think it's a problem. The concern, which I think is valid, is, is this the right spending package? Right. Was this really talk through? Is this the and two comments? One is. One of the guys that works for me is one of the, the world's most experienced guys in foreign assistance. He has been in some of the most violent, troubled parts of the world and tried to dole out foreign assistance to places like Iraq and Afghanistan. And he looked me in the eye and he said, Jim, when you spend this much money, and I'm not talking about the defense spending, I'm talking about the non-defense spending, this much money, this fast, you're going to have massive fraud, waste, and abuse, I guarantee it. So what we're actually doing is we're not helping the Ukrainians. We're wasting American tax dollars. So that's the one thing. The other thing is, is I'm, in, I'm talking to you from Warsaw, um, where it's like midnight. But, you know, I'm, I'm sitting around with, with all kinds of Europeans from all over Europe. Nobody looks at this vote and says that, the, that, that, that this is about America supporting Ukraine or not. They say, well, of course we think you're going to support you. They get that this is about domestic politics. And the reality is, is what this vote was about which is about Congress not doing its job, not scrutinizing the bill, not allocating money efficiently, not being good stewards of the stacks uh, of, of tax dollars. It was not about let's try to defend America's interests by helping out Ukraine. And uh, so I and, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of uh, attacks from, frankly, a lot of friends like, you know. But people who know me know that, you know, I've been to Ukraine. I know Ukrainians. Um I'd be the first person to say that these are people that are worthy of our help, and this is in our interest, but we are not going to help Ukrainians by bankrupting America. And every time Joe Biden sees a problem, he writes another check. And this is just unsustainable. 
Well, uh, and and I do want to let our listeners know that you wrote an article that appeared in the uh, Daily Signal, with which is the uh, publication the Heritage Foundation puts out. It also appeared in Fox News. And I thought you made some great points in this article. Uh, and the, the first point was, listen, once again, we've got a bill that is just pushed at, at midnight to the Congress, and they're expected to vote on it within hours without actually sifting through the bill. I absolutely do not believe that this was something that had to get done in a New York minute. Um, the, the, the argument that somehow there isn't time to really debate this because, you know, it's just too... I don't just... I just... I think that's just factually not true. It's and Particularly for the non-defense stuff, it's just not true. And when anybody in, in Washington tells you that this is something we have to do right away. That is code for there's something wrong with this bill. <laughs> That's your sign, right? <laughs> well, indeed, you picked you, you pointed out a couple things that were wrong with this bill. I mean, what is what does Ukraine have to do with immigration here in the United States? And why are we paying for the pensions of the Ukrainian uh, administration? Yeah, and you know, you know, to the point about the pension thing, and so a lot of people say, well, that's not actually in the legislation. Well, that and that's technically true, but the president of the United States said, and the Ukrainians can use this to pay for pensions. Which you know, look, I mean, there's we could talk a lot about sustaining Ukrainian government, how to do that and efficiently, and whether it should be a loan or something. But like writing a check for look, I mean, that doesn't this is you know, it, it, don't get me wrong here. I'm look, demonstrably, there's a lot of corruption here. The Ukrainian government would be the first people to tell you there's corruption in Ukraine. If you look at any analysis of any index of any assessment they will tell you there's corruption in ukraine throwing money at ukraine doesn't help the ukrainians right because when you when you when you throw money and it gets in the corruption it just creates more corruption and and the somehow that people say well there's pages of, of accountability in this. nobody believes that we have a government that that by its own accounting had 168 billion dollars in fraud in the COVID bill, and they want us to believe that they're going to efficiently spend money in a war zone. Yeah, I mean it's just strange credulity. And yeah. the reality is, right now, is is what's what's key is to get weapons to Ukraine so they can defend themselves. Yeah. I would say twenty five percent of the bill had anything to do with that. Mm. Yeah, Jim, we talked yesterday. We happened to have um, <clears throat> David Walker. You may remember David Walker, former Comptroller General sure. of the U.S. And you know, one of the things that we talked about. You know, for the United States to remain a military superpower, we got to remain a financial superpower. And this this is just another example of rubber stamping something without the safeguards, like you mentioned the pensions and all. But as I recall reading it, basically, what, 20, 25 percent of the bill, President Biden doesn't have to, doesn't have to go to Congress. He just has a, has a, a slush fund. check, a yeah. slush fund to spend on whatever he but, wants. Is that, and you made such an important point, and this is – and this is, you know, and again, you know, I don't mind getting attacked. I get paid anyway. Um, but <laughs> our job is to keep America free and safe and prosperous. And you don't get credit for two out of three. And you can't do any of those without going three for three. We cannot be a military superpower that defends America's global interests and responsibilities if we are not fiscally responsible with our economy. And nobody can look me in the eye and say, we should trust Joe Biden on federal spending. 
I mean, this guy's trillions of dollars in debt. We have hyperinflation. We're probably headed for a recession. And and Joe Biden's answer to everything is to write more checks and, and do more taxes. We all know that that's not right. You know, the, we, we can, look, even at the height of World War II, you know, where 50% of our economy went to funding the war. We didn't throw money at everything. You know, we had a strategy. It was called Defeat Germany First. And that wasn't just how we're going to win the war. That was also a, a benchmark on how to allocate resources to make sure that we got the most important things done first. This administration has given us no strategy. We have a nat- we had almost immediately on coming into office, we got a national gender strategy. <laughs> still don't have a national defense strategy. Yeah. Still don't have a national security strategy. Still don't have a strategy for how we're going to deal with Russia. And, and you know, if we had fought World War II this way, we would have bankrupted ourselves by 1942. Yeah, not to mention World War II. I mean, the Americans chose to invest in that war, you know, by by financing it, not just uh, not just paying for it through a journal entry at the at the Fed. What I think it was well, one of the. Think, look, go ahead, Jim. No, I mean, so look, Americans are supportive of of defending Ukraine, but you know, just like in World War II, they expect our government to act responsibly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a blank check to do whatever the heck you want. Right. I mean, and, and, and as you imagine, I mean, maybe we're a little skeptical after things like Afghanistan, where we, where we saw, you know, the disastrous performance the administration of Afghanistan. So can, can you forgive us for being critical of an administration who has been abysmally militarily, they've been the follower-in-chief on everything, including Ukraine, and they've been completely physically irresponsible. And then when they throw a $40 billion pay, uh, spending package out there that literally parachutes in overnight and they want it signed... And then we're the people that get attacked and criticized. Yep. Hey, Jim. We're wanting some kind of sanity here. Jim, we're up against the clock. Real quickly, uh, what are you doing in Warsaw? Um, I'm talking to Europeans about how we're gonna how we're gonna deal with Russia in the, in the long term. So it's a it's it's a great, uh, really great. And, and let me tell you, America does not have better friends than Poland. Hey, hey, Jim. They, hey, Jim. And America as this, we are their partners. Hey, Jim, before you go, uh, talk to your old classmate today, Mark Gunnels. He said hello. Oh, man. You should, you should, can you call the FBI on him? (laughs) (laughs) He must be wanted somewhere for some criminal activity. Hey, Jim, we're up against the clock. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again. Benny and I'll do it again tomorrow at 5. See you then. Bye bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.